Hello and welcome back to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really hope that you enjoy it. Before we begin, I'd just like to say thank you to all the new listeners that uh, we've seen over the last few weeks. I really appreciate you following the show and I hope you're enjoying um, what we've been talking about over the last few weeks. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me on the show, you can uh, via Facebook, which is the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast, or via Twitter, which is at Mackay Podcast, or via Instagram, uh, which is at Peter Mackay Motorsport, or online, which is www.petermackaymotorsport.com, and I would be very happy to to hear from you. Also, you can follow our show um, on Podbean or your preferred um, podcast supplier. Um, follow the show and you'll always get a notification on your device when a new episode turns up. So, Today, we're going to talk about the World Rally Championship and the coronation of a new champion, um, Oit Tanak, the Estonian, Estonia's first ever world champion in rallying. Quite incredible um, achievement from, um, from Oit Tanak. Uh, it's been an, quite an amazing run uh, in the world championship over the last, well, how long is it now? About the last 15 years or so where it's been a Frenchman called Sebastian has won for the last 15 years. The last time it wasn't a Frenchman called Sebastian, it was Peter Solberg who won the, the world title back in 2003. So uh, very much, um, you know, we had nine, nine championships in a row from Sebastian Loeb in the Citroen and then six uh, championships in the row from Sebastian Auger, first of all with Volkswagen and then two with M Sport Ford, but this is the first year that for for a long time that we've seen Sebastian Auger beaten over the course of uh, a championship and well beaten, I would say, by Oit Tanak, who has been the absolute class of the field. You know, he's a driver. He's won twelve rallies in his in his uh, overall in his world rally career. But six of these were this season, uh, including would have been seven if it weren't for uh, a power steering failure uh, in the final stage of Rally Sardinia earlier in uh, in the year. Um, and really, you know, Tanaki, he has been a class above everyone else. Whenever he's needed to deploy his superior pace in his Toyota Yaris WRC, he has been able to. He's been head and shoulders above both of his teammates, Chris Meek, and um, Yari Mati Latvala, um, and a thoroughly, thoroughly deserving uh, champion. Nearly, well, it looked like perhaps the, his, his, his car, although the car seems to be the class of the field, seems to be the fastest car uh, in the World Rally Championship at the moment, but it, it's, it's, a fr it's a fragile little car, the, the Toyota Yaris, and there's been a number of occasions this year where good results have been have been spoiled by um, by reliability issues, as I say, mentioned Sardinia and also um, in Turkey an el an electronic problem as well. So and that that lack of reliability um, has certainly been publicly acknowledged by Oit Tanak, but he's kept his head down. He's not let it get to him, and I think. The the reason why it hasn't got to him really is because, really, I think he's comfortable in the knowledge that he has superior pace to deploy at will, and he certainly did so uh, this weekend um, at Rally Catalunya, um, a rally starting 
on gravel, where Oit Tanak as the championship leader had to open the road on the looser surface, um, but managed to get through the first day in good condition, and then onto the tarmac for, for the weekend, and really... Um, you know, really held his nerve all weekend, and then coming into uh, the final stage of the weekend, the power stage, where there are up to five extra points available to the fastest driver, uh, with four points for second, three points for third, two points for fourth, and one point for fifth. Um, and you know, as we're watching all the cars coming through, um, the the final power stage about roughly about ten minutes in length, and. My goodness me, the first guy to, to, to drop the hammer was Sebastian Auger, desperately trying to hang on to every last glimpse uh, of of hanging on to his title, uh, his title crown, his world champion crown. Um, but that was quickly um, qu- quickly eclipsed by the Elvin, Elv- Elvin Evans on tarmac. My goodness me, I think at the moment Elvin Evans in the M Sport Ford is one of the best, if not the best, tarmac uh, rally driver in the, in the championship at the moment. He, he set an even quicker time, uh, which uh, Thierry Neuville came through uh, and 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 matched, um, but Tanak, even though he could have driven to the end of the stage and taken it nice and easy and clocked the points, no, he wanted to make sure that it was done and dusted so he could go to Rally Australia uh, in a couple of weeks' time, the final round of the season, completely relaxed with the World Championship tucked in his pocket. And my God, did he. He just had... When he needed to take up that extra gear, it was it was there, and his drive on the power stage, the final stage of Rally Spain, uh, at the at the weekend was one of the finest pieces of driving I've I think I've ever seen. It was just so superior to the rest of his uh, competitors. Oitanak's had an interesting journey up to this point to to be world champion. He he started off, you know, turning up in the World Rally Championship with uh, M Sport Ford, but um, initially didn't get on with with Malcolm Wilson and fell out with the team and was 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 sacked and then came back and really I think the the where Oitanak came into his own and really cultivated and converted that star quality and that talent. Uh, was in 2017 where he was teamed up alongside Sebastian Ogier. You know, you know, at that time he was a, a four-time world champion coming into the team. Uh, he just won the last four titles on the bounce. Uh, coming into the M Sport team with all the fanfare around him, and for Tanak that must have been that must have been difficult. Um, but he didn't. He 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 didn't. See, he certainly got all of the positives of having a four-time world champion. In the other car in the M Sport Ford team, not only did it develop the car and bring in extra investment to have a faster car, which allowed him to win some rallies that year, I think he just studied uh, Sebastian Auger's approach absolutely um, with microscopic detail uh, and took that away. Left the team at the end of two thousand and seventeen, went to Toyota uh, and and adapted to the car last year and this year he has been in a class above. The field. You could even argue in 2018 he could have easily won the championship if it went for Toyota reliability issues, um, but he certainly put that right this year. Interestingly, when when Oit Tanak came over the line in the final power stage on Sunday, he knew that he'd won the world title and there was thousands of Estonian fans who'd made the long trip um, to uh, stage side um, in Catalonia to see their, see their hero pay, hopefully pick up a world championship, which he did. Um, and interestingly, when he turned up, the huge excitement from him and his co-driver, huge fanfare from all from all of uh, his supporters. 
But what was what I found fascinating was when the camera panned back to the service park where his team manager Tommy Mackinnon, the team uh, team principal of the Toyota Gazoo WRC racing team, his body language was very very interesting. It was he was pleased, you know, pleased for his team, pleased for you know for Roy, but that was the body language of someone who knows they've lost the, the you know the star driver. Uh, in the championship because on Friday the timing um, David Evans published in Autosport that that uh, Oit Tanhag would be heading off to uh, Hyundai an absolute shock news um, I don't know if many people outside of the inner sanctum of the service park really saw that coming um, and especially with you know Hyundai have been working with Thierry Neuville for a number of years and will continue to but to bring Oit Tanhag in to that team alongside Terry Neuville having two absolute superstar drivers in the, in the full-time cars uh, is is quite an investment uh, indeed and um, although there hasn't been official confirmation yet it is it is it is seen it is it seems to be commonly known that it's a, a done deal so when you compare Tommy Mackinnon's uh, body language compared to the excitement and the jubilation at the end of the 2018 season when they sealed the manufacturer's title, not the driver's title, they didn't, they missed out on that and the difference was was amazing. Tommy Mackinnon, very subdued when he was interviewed, he would he said a very, he said congratulations to I, I would say through clenched teeth. Uh, if you get the chance to see that, that clip or that interview, his body language is absolutely, uh, is very telling and he quickly changed the conversation on to how the effort of the team and how it was a team effort and it put all this together. So clearly, as you can imagine, maybe a little bit upset that uh, that he's lost. <laughs> he, he's going to see his, his driver's world champion head off to their rival team uh, in Hyundai and leaves Tommy Mackinnon with a very difficult problem, which we will which we will get on to uh, a little bit uh, a little bit later. Um, so t- speaking of Thierry Neuville, well. Thierry Neuville was absolutely incredible at the weekend at Rally Catalunya. You know, an awesome drive. Um, he knew that he had to win the rally and probably win the rally with maximum um, power stage points to even have a hope of staying in the fight for the championship. He, but that's exactly what he did. He went out and he he, he won the rally um, and just missed out on, on maximum power stage points but but did, did the hard work and won the rally for Hyundai and I think um, really showing that, that he still has that quality and just needs to be able to put that full season together. And I suspect being alongside um, being alongside Tanak in 2020 will be absolutely fascinating. And it may be that when Oit Tanak comes in, adjusting to the Hyundai, there have been a number of drivers who have struggled to adjust their driving style to the Hyundai. It may be that it's not all plain sailing for Oit Tanak. And Terry Neuville, he knows the team inside out, he knows the car inside out, and that will give him a real advantage. And you'd have to, I think Terry Neuville, he, I don't know if, I don't think he'll be frightened of Oit Tanak coming into uh, the team. I think he'll see it as an opportunity to have a level playing field to see what what he can do and and i think next year we may see the very best of um of Thierry Neuville the Belgian in the in the Hyundai now most of what i want to talk about um this uh this episode is the WRC silly season so this is a time of year where normally it gets very very interesting on who will drive for which team 
next year. So the teams in the service park, there are a few. We have the Toyota Gazoo Racing Team, which has three cars, uh, which are operated on a permanent basis. Um, we understand that the young, the young Finn Cali Rovanpera has his, um, you know, has uh, his name on the seat of one of those cars, and that leaves the choice for Tommy Mackinnon. He has two guys in Chris Meek and Yari Mati Latvala in the team at the moment, but. Losing out Tanak means that he needs a star driver. He needs a driver who can go out and challenge a Newville or an Ogier. Well, really, if you look at the championship points, at least this year, if you look at Ogier, Tanak and Newville, they are in another planet altogether. In fact, they're about 130 points or so ahead of the nearest uh, competitor, which is Andreas Mickelson uh, in fourth position. So... Toyota, they have a real conundrum on their hands. I suspect they need to keep Chris Meek. I think he's got the he with another year uh, under his belt. I think he he's got the ability to go to go and win rallies. Yanni Mati Latvala, well, I think he's probably had his he's had all of his chances. He's had fast cars in the past. He's been in the Ford when it was quick. He's been in the Volkswagen, uh, and none of these have both have um, managed to bear fruit. You know, he's always he's never really been. In the in the fight for a world title, so I think uh, you, you, I think he's had his chances. Um, you could argue Chris Meek has as well, but I think less so than than Yari Mati Latvala. So you would suspect that one of those guys is not going to be racing for Toyota next year. So who do they bring in? Well, that brings us neatly on to Citroen, the other team, uh, well one of the other teams in the service park. So Citroen only run two cars. Um, their focus is very much on winning the drivers' world title rather than the manufacturers' world title, which you know teams like Toyota and Hyundai are are really gunning for with their three-car uh, outfit. Now, Citroen at the end of last year made an incredible investment by managing to lure Sebastian Ogier away from his beloved M Sport Ford team and the best boss he's ever had um, uh, in Malcolm Wilson, which he which he was devastated to have to leave the M Sport Ford team but unfortunately a lack of investment from Ford HQ into the programme um, not not only for Sebastian Ogier's salary but also the investment the technical investment into that car caused uh, them to lose the services of Sebastian Ogier who moved over to Citroen for um, um, reportedly a very very large sum uh, indeed um, now Sebastian Ogier has won, he's won world titles, four with Volkswagen and two with M Sport Ford. So moving to Citroen, it brought him back to where he started his career. He was he burst onto the scene in the World Rally Championship at the wheel of a Citroen C4 um, with blistering pace. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, and he's come back to Citroen looking to, to, to be one of a very select number of drivers to win a world championship in three different makes of uh, of car. Now, he has won rallies this year. Um, he's won, he won in Monte Carlo, he won in Turkey, uh, and he won in Mexico uh, as, as, as well. But um, it, has, it has not had the consistency uh, uh, that, that you're used to seeing with Sebastian Ogier. There's been a number of, for example, on tarmac in Corsica, normally that should be absolute home territory, home turf for Sebastian Ogier. I uh, did very well there in the Ford and in, in the Volkswagen, but 
and this year he was just all at sea in, in Corsica on the tarmac in the Citroen and so he's, lo he's just lost that edge slightly, just that real, you can tell he's just not comfortable whatsoever in that Citroen C3 WRC and that's hurt him this year because he's just not had that devastating pace that he's been able to that he's not been able to deploy that to to break Tanak or to break Newville he's only really won the rallies when when those guys have kind of dropped away um for 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 various reasons so it's it Sebastian Ogier is an absolutely um fascinating topic of what will he do next year so we understand that he has a two year contract one of which he's now served He's already announced publicly that his last season will be next season in 2020. After that, he will retire from the World Rally Championship. So, we need to see, will he continue with Citroen? Will he exit this contract? Will he go and drive for somebody like Toyota? Will he... Um, you know, will he go and fill Oit Tanak's seat? I would suspect that... If Tommy McKinnon knows for sure that Oit Tanak is leaving, it, it seems it seems very certain that he is, even though we haven't had official official confirmation yet. I would suspect that Tommy McKinnon is or has already made his way to Japan to beg and plead with the Toyota board to release a little bit of budget to to acquire to buy Sebastian Ogier out of the contract or to bring him over because really that is Tommy McKinnon's I think is his only option to take the fight to to Hyundai uh, for the driver's title next year because well because well Terry Neuville and Oit Tanak in the Hyundai team will be quite uh, a devastating combination I would I would suspect now the Toyota one's interesting, though, because at the end of uh, 2016, when Volkswagen dramatically pulled out at the last moment, um, uh, at the very end of the 2016 season, they were preparing for the 2017 season, they had their Polo WRC ready, built to the new regulations, and um, pulled out at the very last moment and left Andreas Mikkelsen, Yari Mati Latvala, and uh, Sebastian Ogier all without a drive for the following year. So at that point, Sebastian Ogier went out and he tested all of the cars that, that there was a drive available uh, and he chose the M Sport um, he chose the M Sport Fiesta. However, at that time he did try the Toyota Yaris and, and snubbed it basically. He said, no, I'm not driving that and he wasn't impressed at all by the car. So will that snub hurt him? Will that uh, you know, will that stop him from from getting across to Toyota? I would suspect that Toyota are in the position, now that they know that they're they're likely to lose Tanak, I think they'll have to bury that um, and <laughs> and try their best to get an Ogier. But we'll see. Um, it's 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 a fascinating um, a fascinating scenario that could play out a lot between now and the final round in Australia and during uh, the rally weekend in uh, uh, Australia. Now, over the weekend, Sebastian Ogier he was the closest. Joy Tanak for the title, still only you know, was 28 points behind after Rally GB with only two rounds to go, so needed a lot of misfortune from Lloyd Tanak to or in order to catch him. Unfortunately, in just the second stage, um, Sebastian Ogier suffered a catastrophic uh, hydraulic failure which broke down um, the, the paddle shifter and eventually the power steering as well, which completely ruined his, his rally and cost him a number of minutes dropping him out of the title chase there and then. Now, um, Sebastian Ogier, his wife, he's married to uh, a German TV presenter um, 
who I who operates in in the motorsport world as well, uh, and tweeted um, a, quite an aggressive tweet aimed straight at Citroen, um, talking about how the, you know you know basically moaning at this this failure that of the car that had led him down and using language like hashtag Citroen, which did give me a little bit of a chuckle, I'll be honest, um, but really quite uncalled for. You know these raced all season with you know without really any mechanical failure and Sebastian's made a couple of big mistakes of his own which is very very unlike him um so I think interestingly that tweet was I looked this morning it's been removed I'm not I'm sure it was removed quite shortly after it was posted um but that's so you can maybe imagine that the the relations between Sebastian Ogier and Citroen may not be uh, may not be so rosy at the moment. I think if he's going to stay at Citroen and if Citroen want to keep him, which they do, <laughs> um, regardless of the relations, they need him behind their behind the wheel of their car. I think Citroen need a very very strong program throughout the winter testing and technical development. They're going to have to really throw the kitchen sink at it because if they're going to go up against Oitanak and Thierry Neuville and the Hyundai and whoever may be in the Toyota, well, they're going to need, um, if they want to keep Sebastian Ogier, they're going to need that development in that car. And I think, well, I think there's a lot that could play out between now and then. So, as you can imagine, we've got a little bit of a kind of driver market Rubik's Cube, which kind of centres around Oik Tanak and, and Ogier, and it's very much a, if this person does that, then that person could do this, and each way you turn around the Rubik's Cube, you get a whole other set of options, but let's just talk about who uh, are um, who are the choices, so if you're a team manager, you're a Malcolm Wilson of M Sport, you're an Andrea Adamo of Hyundai, well he's sorted, he's got the dream lineup. if you're Andrea, Andrea Adamo, you've got the Perfect scenario, you've got Oit Tanak, you've got Thierry Neuville in two permanent drives, so they'll be competing on every rally. And then you've got a third car which rotates between Danny Sordo and Sebastian Loeb. I mean, talk about buy the service park, that's what they've pretty much done. I cannot imagine the cost of the wage bill at Hyundai Motorsport. And it's it's extraordinary to see such investment going into the WRC and I, I for one, think that it's fantastic that uh, um, any manufacturer is willing to invest this level of, of money in the times that we have in the motor industry at the moment to see this level of investment going into the World Rally Championship specifically is fantastic and very, very pleasing uh, indeed. So, Hyundai are sorted. They're, they're out the picture. So, what have we got left? We've got Toyota, we've got Citroen, and we've got Ford, M Sport Ford, I should say. So, but there are, so at Toyota, we've got three cars. One of those is taken by Cali Rovenpera. So, who's going to fit in those? And then at M Sport, do we have one car? Do we have two cars? Do we have three? Who knows? Um, and Citroen, we have Ezepek Alapi in one of the Citroens and possibly Sebastian Ogier. But if not, that opens up a seat. So, there's a lot of, we just don't know who's going to fit into what. But, some of the names that are looking for a drive. We've got Craig Breen, who impressed really, really well uh, in Finland, having to actually slow down to let Thierry Neuville pass to help the team. Unfortunately, that seems like that investment is not going to be repaid because it looks like uh, the inn is very much full at Hyundai HQ, uh, which is a pity. So we've got Craig Breen. Where will he fit in? He would be a safe pair of hands for any of these manufacturers. Of course, he's raced, he's rallied for, for Citroen in the past. 
Um, if OJ left, would they bring a Craig Breen back in who knows the car, knows the team? Possibly. A Hayden Padden, he's going to be he's going to be competing in Australia with M Sport in their full world rally car. Hayden Padden's a proven rally winner. I think he deserves to be in the championship full time. He's won on more than one occasion uh, and has played the team game for Hyundai in the past. I think he's a guy who does deserve um, a full-time um, program. We've got Mads Osberg, who's been very impressive in the little Citroen R5 in the WRC2 class this year. He's got good connections with Citroen as well. Will the other teams take him? Possibly. We've got Andreas Mikkelsen. Andreas Mikkelsen has been given a lot of criticism over the last year or two. He's not the you know his relationship with Hyundai is not given the um, not given the the return that either party were hoping for. But um, he's sitting fourth in the championship at the moment. So he's the best of the rest after Neville, Panak and Ogier. So um, he, he's done what he needs to do. So let's see where he goes. And, you know, if he's slotted into something like a Toyota, you might see that, you know, you might see that talent fully, um, you know, f fully flourish. Um, and I think if Toyota, if they can't get their hands on Sebastian Ogier, I'd probably think that Andreas Mikkelsen would be your next best bet, I think. Um, and I just think that little change of scenery, little change of management might just suit him down to the ground. We've also got Elvin Evans. Elvin Evans, he's won Rally GB, should have won uh, Rally Corsica. If it weren't for a pothole in the middle of the road this this year, he would have won Rally Corsica. Um, you know, drove beautifully in Rally GB this year. He's a guy, he's a, M, a loyal to M Sport and M Sport are loyal to him. But let's let's wait and see. As you can as you can tell, there are a lot more questions than answers. So we'll all be watching our watching our Twitter feeds and, and all these sorts of things all every day now, Autosport, Motorsport News to see what the uh, to see what's going to happen. It's everything's still got to fall uh, into place and how fascinating it will be. So thank you very much for listening to this little um, this little uh, recap of the action uh, in WRC Catalonia uh, last uh, last weekend. Again, congratulations to our new world champion, Oit Tanak. Um, brilliant performance. Um, looking forward to Australia. It's going to be well, it's going to be fascinating. the The running order in Australia is more important than any other rally of the year. So the championship leader, Oit Tanak, he will be leading the leading the, the field off, and they'll go off in three or four minute intervals. And the further back in the road order you are, the more chance you've got of winning the the winning the rally because um, as each car goes by, the 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 loose gravel is swept away, and the grippy surface underneath is, is exposed, ready for um, the cars running further back in the order to deploy. So think of cars like Hayden Padden. Um, you know you've got guys like Chris Meek. He's going to have a good road position. Um, Yari Mati Latvala. He won last year. So there's lots to lots to play out, and I think we're going to have a, a fired up Sebastian Ogier as well, wanting to to prove a point. And there's lots of people who are trying to put themselves right in the shop window for their drives for next year. So it's going to be fascinating. So as I say, thanks again for for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to 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 follow us on your um your preferred podcast platform uh, and give us a review as well. That really helps um for others to find uh, the podcast as well. So oh, and one last thing, rallying related, there will be the next episode in the Icons of Scottish Motorsport series. We've already for those who haven't heard them, we had one on Jim Clark was the first episode, and then Sir Jackie Stewart. 
can reveal that the next episode will be about my hero, Colin McRae. So please keep your eyes peeled for, for that one. It's going to be a cracking episode. Uh, I've been I've had so much fun the last few days um, doing lots of research for, for, for that. Uh, and uh, I hope, uh, hope you enjoy listening to it when it comes out. So thanks very much for listening to this episode. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.